It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods, they did it to honor their kings, they did it to train their soldiers, they did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is Coliseum Corner, the wrestling podcast where each and every Coliseum home video is reviewed. From the personalities and specialties to the best of the WWF and even the Collector Series. If you're looking for reviews of WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles, and SummerSlams, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos. We review the good, the bad, and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hello everybody, I'm Bill Yankovey and this is Coliseum Corner, the podcast where I watch and review each and every Coliseum video. I'm not sure how many of our listeners know this, but I have a YouTube channel. It's called Bill and Company. And many, many, many years ago, I had attempted to watch and review all of the Coliseum videos. The only difference is we're here where I'm doing it in order. The other one on my YouTube channel wasn't in order. I let the viewers pick which videos I watched. All except the first one. And the reason being is that, well, this individual that I'm going to talk about passed away and I felt it was kind of the right thing to do to give this individual the first review of when I did uh, review this on Coliseum video. But we are in order and today it is his turn because today I will be reviewing the life and times of Captain Lou Albano. The video is hosted by Gorilla Monsoon, who introduces this as the life and times of Captain Louis Albano. And he, I want to say like him and maybe Pat Patterson called him Louis Albano. Uh, if somebody else did, I'm sure one of you will let me know. So Captain Lou Albano is really one of the big influences in professional wrestling of the last 40 to 50 years really helped put professional wrestling in the mainstream of society. He's been a wrestler. He's been a manager. He's been both at the same time. He's led countless of tag teams to the World Tag Team Championship. He has appeared in multiple music videos with Cindy Lauper and at one time was the co-chairman for the National Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, which I will talk about a little bit later on in this review. So, what do you do with a guy like Captain Lou Albano who 
really was one of a kind, and if I may use his words, often imitated, but never duplicated. Well, let's dive into the video and see where it takes us. Now, the video begins with him, along with Andre the Giant and Hillbilly Jim, making their way towards the ring for a six-man tag team match against Big John Studd, King Kong Bundy, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now, we will get to that match later, but we have an interesting conversation between Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. And Jesse is like, would you trust a man who's got rubber bands on his face? To which Gorilla replies, I trust him as much as I trust a man with earrings on. And we really don't get too far into the match. Like I said, that part will be later in this review. But now we take a look at a very old piece of footage from the 1960s. It is Lou Albano against Tony Angelo. Now, here we have Gorilla Monsoon and Captain Lou Albano commentating on this match. And we actually get the final few moments of this match. So Angelo is in control. He sends Albano to the floor. So Albano, who is not a captain yet, as we are told, he gets up and he has a little bit of a tough time getting up the steps. So Angelo grabs him and rams him into the turnbuckle and he makes Lou bleed. So Angelo then hits a drop kick and then sends Albano into the corner. Angelo tries for a splash, misses, Albano falls down, one, two, three, and Lou Albano beats Tony Angelo. Like I said, Lou Albano at this time in the 1960s looks good shape-wise, not too bad. So now we're going to move forward, uh, give or take 20 years, to a match in the Spectrum in Philadelphia where he faces Rick Martell. Now Lou Albano is in this point in time in his Moondog phase. So I would assume that he is managing the Moondogs at this point in time. So, this is a very short match where Albano gets a sneak attack right in the beginning of the match and sends Martel to the floor on a few occasions. And Lou Albano even attempts to use the tape on his wrist to choke out Rick Martel, but Martel manages to come back and uses the tape onto Lou Albano, punching him a few times before sending him to the floor and Albano going to the back he gives up he's leaving he's done for the night and the referee counts him out rick martell gets the win in just about four minutes now this next piece of footage that i'm going to talk about was reviewed on the on the previous episode tag team champions so i'm going to do a, a brief look at this but what i'm going to say here is i like this because we got a little bit more footage of this match than we did on the previous tape. This is Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito facing the Strongbows. This is the two out of three falls match for the tag team titles. So, I'm only going to do the first fall because that's the only fall we see of this match. And it is a very quick fall. So, Fuji and Saito, 
they do their traditional bow. Fuji throws the salt in the corner. So it's going to be Jules that starts the match with Fuji. And Mr. Saito distracts the referee. Fuji has another packet of salt, throws it into Jules' face, and then throws it into Jay's face, and then hits a headbutt right into the groin. One, two, three. Fuji and Saito win the first fall. After the fall, they throw them both, or, you know, they both go outside uh, the Strongbows, and Captain Lou kicks both Strongbows. Now this goes into a six-man tag match where Fuji and Saito are teaming up with Lou Albano. And you think, okay, this is probably going to be against the Strongbows and somebody else. Well, it's actually not. It's actually Tony Gurria, Rick Martel, and Tony Atlas. Okay, so we get to see Mr. USA here again. And what I love about this match, watching this match, is the commentating. Because again, we are in the spectrum again. So Dick Graham is on commentary, and I have no idea who this other guy is. But I love this other guy. He is so fun. He's great because he's like, Oh, I'm like a captain though. That rat, he's going after Korea. How could he? You know, this is just terrible. I, I just loved it. So basically what we get to, because this match is joined in progress, is Korea is getting beaten up. He gets thrown out to the one side. Albano beats him up. And Rick Martel has to come to get him. So then Gurria gets thrown back outside onto the uh, onto another part of the ring. Albano beats him up, and Tony Atlas comes to save him. Then he gets tagged in, or uh, Gurria tags in Tony Atlas, who is kind of a house of fire, and he military presses Mr. Fuji. And then we get towards the end of the match, and Rick Martel tries for a move, but Fuji catches him with a kick. And we get a three count, and Albano, Fuji, and Saito win the six-man tag team match. Then we go to the end of another match that was recently talked about on the last episode, where it is the Wild Samoans against Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, the tag title match, no disqualifications. So, just to give a brief uh, recap... The referee is knocked out. Captain Lou comes into the ring. He grabs a wooden chair, tries to hit Atlas with it, but accidentally hits Alpha with it, which knocks him out. One, two, three. Atlas and Johnson win the tag team titles. The crowd goes crazy. So now we go to the TNT show. And actually, this is the first episode of the TNT show, and Captain Lou joins the Wild Samoans for this. And Vince attempts to talk to Lou about the loss of the tag team titles. Now, you got to remember, the title change was in aired in December of 83. We're into May of 84. We are almost six months past this title change. So, you got Alpha and Sika sitting on a couch with Lord Alfred Hayes. Captain Lou is quote-unquote in the hot seat. So Vince is like, alright, Lou, did you cost, will you admit that you cost 
Alpha and Sika, the world tag team titles. And Kenta was like, well, I, um, yeah, um, mm, uh. And then Vince asks another question. Yeah, well, you, uh, uh, mm, um, uh, mm, and this is so good. This is so good. This is great, Lou Albano. So then Vince is like, oh, we're going to be right back with more Lou Albano here on TNT. So we stay with this bit. And the Samoans have left. So the Samoans are gone at this point. And now this part we do get from the very first Coliseum video, Wrestling's Bloopers, Bleeps, and Body Slams. But here, it's kind of a full version. It's almost the whole interview. Where Albano talks about how, okay, I made a mistake... I, I made a mistake, but they were three-time champions. They should have gotten up, should have found a way to get back and win that match. So Albano is like, yeah, I kind of made a mistake, but it really wasn't all my fault. And then he gets into the, <laughs> for no reason, he gets into this kind of argument with Lord Al, Lord Alfred Hayes, and Alfred is like, well, I saw the footage, and you did hit Offer with the chair. And it was an accident, but I do believe you did cost them the World Tag Team Championship. And Captain Lou comes back with maybe the worst British impersonation. But because it's Captain Lou, it is so good. And he's like, Oh, well, I wear, I wear fancy clothes and these shoes. <laughs> and then... And then Vince gets into how Lou Albano claims to be the manager of Cindy Lauper and asks how much of the percentage of money does he take from Cindy Lauper and also his talent. And he says, well, I take 75% of their money. I should take 150% of the money because of how popular she is. So that's going to plant the seeds for a little bit later on in the video. But we have another interview from TNT with Lou Albano, which is a little bit further down a, a, a couple months later. Now, Lou starts off by actually apologizing to Lord Alfred Hayes for what had happened on the, or his last appearance. And then Lou Albano becomes Lou Albano. He talks about the spoiler, who I, I don't remember how long the spoiler is actually in the company. I think he's in to at least 1985, but... Um, yeah, he's not really there that long. That run is kind of not memorable. So he talks about how the spoiler, like, Captain Lou went to India and had, like, this f kind of clay made and helped train the spoiler, like, his hand, his grip, to make it so strong that he, you know, like, the basically like the call is is what he's teaching them and he's like there's so much 
pressure point, you know, point pressure in the hands when he does the claw. And then he gets to talk about Greg the Hammer Valentine, where at this time in this interview, Greg Valentine is the Intercontinental Champion managed by Lou Albano. I love this. This is fantastic. Lou Albano says that Greg Valentine is going to be Intercontinental Champion for as long as Valentine wants it to be and for as long as Lou wants it to be. And that they just might retire the Intercontinental title with him as champion. And then he makes this great comment. I couldn't believe it. He's like, yeah, we're going to let, you know, we're going to let all the top challengers climb the step ladder to six, you know, to get up to try to get the title shot. A step ladder. Oh my gosh. This is great. So we briefly go to yet another Captain Lou interview. However, it's not on TNT. This is from Madison Square Garden, where he is standing next to the fabulous Moolah as they get prepared for Moolah's title match against Wendy Richter, the big one from July 1984. And of course, that interview is part is on the Best of the WWF Volume One review, which you guys can check out in the archives. But Albano hypes and or hypes fabulous Moolah, you know, and 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 that's really about it. That, that's all you really need to know about that one. Now we get to this match, and this is a very fascinating match because the match is the Wild Samoans challenging Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis for the tag team titles. Now, Captain Lou is the referee for the match. And this is great right from the beginning because we see in the back before the champions make their way towards the ring, Albano is talking to them. Oh boy, what is, you know, what is he doing now? What is he saying to them? So, now, Albano goes out, and I, I, I love this, because Gorilla and Lord Alfred Hayes, they're like, how in the world did the, you know, state commission pick Albano to be the referee for this match? And, and even Lord is at one point asking, like, what is hanging off Lou's head? Like, there's, it looks like there's a rubber band hanging off, like, the top of his hair. And, of course, we get the classic gorilla monsoonism of Captain Lou being called the greatest walking advertisement for birth control he's ever seen. Now, the match, even though it is clipped, but, you know, it kind of has to be because we have to fit this into an hour and a half or more, is really good. So, the Samoans, they're on fire. And they take down Adonis. Because Adonis and Sika start the match. And Murdoch tries to get in. But Afa and Sika come. And they double team both of them. And they get beat up. Then Murdoch gets into the ring. And he tries his luck. And the same thing happens to them. Now Murdoch is complaining to Albano about what's going on. And he gets in the corner 
and Albano starts doing a fast count. He's like, one, two, three, four, five. And it's so odd because, you know, you have to remember, Albano was talking to these guys in the back before the match started. So the Samoans are still in control, and they get Murdoch into their corner, and Albano's count is one, two, three. So it's like, okay, does Lou still have positive feelings towards the Samoans. So Murdoch and Adonis eventually do get the advantage, but then we get to the end of the match. Murdoch is in the ring, and he makes a cardinal mistake for a ring veteran, which is you never do a double headbutt on Samoans. They've got hard heads. So they double headbutt Murdoch, and one of them hits a splash. Adonis tries to get in. He gets caught. Sika hits a headbutt on to Murdoch. So Afa has the pin. Albano tells Sika to go out. Albano, who is so out of position, makes the count. One. Two. Albano stops the count. Sika's not in the corner. He's standing halfway on the apron. And he tells Sika to go back to the corner. Well, this gets Afa and Sika upset. Sika touches Albano. Albano calls for the bell, awards the match to Murdoch and Adonis by disqualification. Oh, no! Oh, no. And that, boys and girls, is one of the reasons why you never put your hands on a referee because you never know if they're going to disqualify you. And in this case, they did. After the match, the Samoans beat up Murdoch and Adonis, and they get a quick beat up on Albano before Albano makes it to the back, but the champs left their belts. So now Afa and Sika are daring. Murdoch and Adonis, come get your belts. Come get your belts. So they go back, they fight. Murdoch grabs one of the belts, and they manage to escape with the tag team titles. But this was a fun match to watch. This was very enjoyable. Now we get into Lovelorn advice. Yes, giving love advice. This was. A lot of fun from wrestling's bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. And it, yes, we did talk about. I did talk about Captain Lou in the first one, but it's fun to talk about this one again. So to give a brief recap, the first question was: uh, This woman's husband is from the old world, whatever that means, and he does not use modern. Um, I guess the, I guess the word would be like modern soap, like deodorant. So Lou is like, okay, I, I I understand where she's coming from. There are some people that are allergic to deodorant. If you are allergic to deodorant, please let me know. I've never met anyone that's allergic to deodorant. So his advice to the lady is, if you want your husband to smell good, take some rubbing alcohol, mix it with unbur unborn virgin oil, 
olive oil, unborn virgin olive oil, and a little bit of witch hazel. Mix them together. Your husband will smell good. So the second question talks about how her husband is fat. Maybe borderline obese. And that there's a book out called The Fat Man's Guide to Ecstasy. And Lou is like, Ugh, I feel terrible for her. I don't associate with fat people. I really don't. And Vince is like, um, what, what's that? And, and Lou's like, oh, this is just a muscle. This is just a muscle here. <laughs> so he's talking about like how, no, I, I don't associate with fat people. I really don't. I, I'm not fat. I don't associate myself with fat people. And then the third question is about how this guy wears cowboy boots. Never takes them off. And Lou is just like, I'm sorry, lady. I, I just feel bad for you. Your husband doesn't take he doesn't take his cowboy boots off. I'm sorry. So that's the advice of the lovelorn from Captain Lou Albano. Now, this next part, and it's a this is I would say half of this tape, or almost half of this tape, is dedicated to Captain Lou, Cindy Lauper, and Roddy Piper. So we start again with Lou Albano on the TNT show, because I think that might be what his actual home is, is the TNT show. And he talks about how he took Cindy Lauper as a barroom girl, because he doesn't want to call her abroad. Even though she is abroad, he wants to call her a barroom girl. Took her from nothing and made her what she is today. Then we get three segments in a row of Piper's Pit. So the first one with Lou is with the audience. And he's talking about how six... Well, first off, he talks about how he wished he had managed Roddy Piper. Because his mind and Piper's mind together would have just been unbeatable. So Lou talks about how you know he's made Cindy Lauper, how successful she is because of him. He wrote the words to the songs. He did all of this. Then we get to the second one, and this one is where there is no audience. And Lou shows off all the different publications where Cindy Lauper is on either the cover of or is inside like a newspaper or magazine and it's USA Today, Life Magazine, Music Record among others and he's touting, you know, how how great Cindy Lauper is and what he has done for her. And then we get to the third one where Cindy Lauper appears and she talks to Piper and Cindy's like, Oh Lou, he's a she's a funny guy, you know. And Piper talks about some of the things that Lou has said and Lou comes out and you know, this is where Cindy says, Lou is not my manager. He is not my manager. 
And then Lou gets himself into trouble. And he's like, you know, tell him how I wrote the words for time after time. And, 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 you know, how I was a big part of the music video. And Sydney's like, you were in it for one second. And he's like, yeah, but it was a very big one second, you know. And, 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 and tell him how I took you from abroad, you know. And, and, he, and he also talks about how, like, tell him how, you know, a, a good woman can't be successful without a good man. You know, I took you from being barefoot and pregnant to make you the biggest star in the world today. And, and Lou's just digging himself a hole. And basically, Cindy has enough and hits him with her purse. And then Piper tries to help. And he gets hit with the purse. And David Wolf comes out to help. And it's just so funny. It, it really is. It's good. Then we get to really a defining moment in Captain Lou's career. Because this is the moment. This is the moment where Captain Lou the heel manager is kind of put away for good. It's Madison Square Garden. There is an award ceremony for Cindy Lauper. Dick Clark is there. Dick Clark presents Cindy Lauper with this trophy that recognizes her for not only her contributions to rock and roll music, but also to her contribution to women's wrestling. Then, Lou Albano comes out. And Albano is in this tot or in his tux, and he gets this gold record. And Captain Lou talks about how, you know, he's, you know, everything that's happened, the success of Girls Just Want to Have Fun, time after time, and his work with the charity for multiple scler, you know, scoliosis. And then Piper comes out. Piper comes in, and. He's like, well, you know, I had this whole thing set up for you, and I want to present you with this. And he hits Albano with the gold record and knocks him out. And if you watch very carefully, and, and I noticed this for the first time, like I, I've seen this tape a bunch of times, but it's so funny. Dick Clark starts to take a step or two forward to try to help the situation out. And Jack Tunney is like, no, I'm not going to let you help. I'm not going to let you help them. No, it's too risky. So I guess maybe Jack Tunney's a fan of American Bandstand. Who knows? So then Cindy tries to help. Piper kicks her. And then David Wolf tries to help. He gets body slammed before Hogan comes out to save the day. Then we go back to the TNT show. Where Captain Lou is in his tuxedo. The same one from the presentation. And he basically says, I've apologized to Cindy Lauper for everything I ever said about her. Everything I ever did. And I'm a changed man. And helping out with, you know, the multiple scoliosis charity. And how much money we've raised which i will mention in in a couple of minutes because i do want to save that up and then piper comes out so they switch piper's out and you know he's kind of 
happy with what he did and Albano comes out and they have a little bit of a confrontation and Albano calls him you know, like a punk and he flicks him in the nose which is kind of weird to think that and actually also saying that at the same time. Now we get to this Coliseum, kind of a Coliseum exclusive. It is Gorilla Monsoon interviewing Captain Lou Albano. And we get some good questions. And the first question is, where did you get the nickname Captain? Who gave you the nickname Captain? Well, Blue Albano says, I named myself the Captain because a Captain is a guide. He guides a crew to the light. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a Captain. I wanted to guide people, you know, towards the top. And then he talks about uh, the, the charity, the, the multiple scoliosis charity. And he's so happy about this, and you can tell. The previous year, before he and Cindy Lauper got together and, you know, became co-chairman, that charity raised $300,000. The previous year. The year Lauper and Albano join, that charity raises $4.2 million. $4.2 million. And the captain says that the next goal for the charity is to raise $10 million the next year. I don't know if they did that or not, but it's kind, you know, it's kind of a cool thing and Captain Lou it, it, he just loved doing this. He really did. Um I I can imagine how much uh fun that Captain Lou had and how he you know, he, he just really loved what he did. Um, I have here on his Wikipedia, his brother's brother-in-law had recently died from multiple scoliosis. Uh, you know, scoliosis. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Multiple scoliosis. And the experience led Albano to lend his time to, uh, to raising awareness and funds to combat the disease occasionally alongside Lauper. His increasingly public benevolence clashed with his... Oh, this is talking about... Uh, yeah, this is talking about his uh, in-ring career. But he did join with Cindy to do the charities and, like I said, $4.2 million from $300,000. That is... Really, really cool. I think that's a tremendous thing. So, uh, then he talks about all the different names that he mentions. A couple of doctors and then one of his relatives, Bosco Albano, and how he invented the beat that created rock and roll. And, you know, it's Captain Lou. You just gotta let the captain have fun there. So, 
now we go back to the TNT show. You could almost say this is like, oh, the life and times of Captain Lou Albano, best of TNT show. <laughs> so now we have Captain Lou. He is dressed as a pumpkin. This big pumpkin costume. And it, it is great looking. Oh, it is so great. Then we go to a clip in this at a restaurant. And the waitress serves Tito Santana his meal. He orders a sandwich. Well, Tito is about to eat it when he notices someone's taking a bite out of his sandwich. So Tito, doing something that really none of us should really do, which is go behind the counter and talk to the chef, goes to the chef. Well, guess what? The chef's Lou Albano. And he tells him that his sandwich has been, you know, someone took a bite out of his sandwich. And Lou, being Lou, is like, ah, you know, I I taste everything before they get served. I've had 117 of these today. And then he takes a bite out of a pickle and offers Santana the pickle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So now we get to why Captain Lou is really in a pumpkin outfit. Because he's going to carve pumpkins. And Captain Lou really should not have been let in control of holding a knife. Because I thought he was going to poke Lord Alfred Hayes a few times with this knife. So he, you know, cuts out the eyes, cuts out the nose, cuts out the mouth, cuts the top, and takes the seeds out. Then, he takes another pumpkin, cuts it in half, and he even tells the people that you can actually eat some of the pumpkin seeds and some of the pumpkin, pumpkin because it's got vitamin C. And he even eats it, which is so disgusting. Oh my god. And then, we get to see him again, and he's made another carving. This time, the carving has two teeth. And now, for one last appearance with Lou on TNT. And this is kind of interesting because this episode, or this clip, is from an episode of TNT where Roddy Piper is the host. Because they used to have, every once in a while, they would do an episode where one of the wrestlers would host the episode. So this is Piper's turn as the host. So he's in the kitchen with Lou Albano and Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. And Lou has made this spaghetti dish. And, you know, he offers them a little bit of wine to get them ready. And you got these big sausage sticks hanging above. And Lou goes to the, the stove to get the plate's ready. So Piper and Orton, they're excited. They're about to have, you know, some spaghetti. So, you know, Piper, or Albano, pardon me, puts some pasta on each of the plates. Then he pours some spaghetti sauce onto it, you know, like, like you would with most spaghetti. But then Albano puts something else on the spaghetti. And we can't see what it is at first. 
Then we find out that he poured Tabasco sauce on the spaghetti. Piper has not seen this. Orton has not seen this. They take one big bite and they're burning up in their mouth. <sighs> Good way to get back at Roddy Piper for kicking Cindy Lauper, you know, because that's what you should do to give revenge is by pouring Tabasco sauce on spaghetti. So now we go to the finale of the videotape and we join everyone's favorite, as Gorilla says, Captain Lou. So we join in progress the six-man tag that I had mentioned at the beginning of the tape. So it is Bundy and Hillbilly Jim that is in the ring. Bundy has a bit of a bit of control, but only gets a two-count. Hillbilly Jim manages to make a tag to Andre. So Andre and Bundy are in the ring, and Andre is beating up on Bundy. But Bundy manages to get to his corner, and he tags John Studd in. So Studd gets in the ring, and it's two-on-one. Heenan unties the rope, which you use to make a tag, and tries to make it three-on-one, but he just can't do it. There's no way. There's no plausible way to do it. So eventually it becomes Stud and Bundy. Or, I mean, Stud and Andre. Then Andre tags Hillbilly in. So it's Jim and Stud for a little bit. And then you get, you know, you're back and forth, back and forth. Eventually... Bobby Heenan gets tagged into the ring, and he is with Hillbilly Jim. He gets some kicks in, but Hillbilly Jim gets right up, takes down Bobby, and Andre gets the tag. And Heenan knows he's in trouble. And then we get to this part, and this is kind of where, for me, the match gets ruined. And it's not the wrestler's fault. It's this referee, this incompetent referee, who I have no idea who it is, because I've never seen this referee before. So Heenan goes to the outside, and he gets up on the apron, and he tags Big John Studd. The referee's like, no, you cannot tag him outside. Okay, I'll give the referee that. Heenan gets back in the ring. He tags in Stud. And Andre's like, No! No! You should not do that! And the referee agrees. And Jesse and Gorilla are like, What's going on here? Why is he not allowing the tag? And then, Heenan tags Bundy. And Andre's like, No! No, you need to come over! And the referee doesn't allow the tag! And Gorilla throws this fit where he's like, the referee's not allowed to do that. He's not supposed to do that. Heenan does not have to touch Andre to then make a tag. That's only in a two out of three falls match. This is a one fall match. Heenan can tag either Bundy or Stud. I don't know what this referee is doing. It's hilarious. This is the, the funniest thing. So Heenan lures Andre into his corner and he gets beat up. And then Andre tags in Lou Albano. And the crowd is like, Lou! So Lou and Bobby are in the ring. 
And Lou is offering Bobby the first shot. He's like, give me a punch. Give me a punch. Right here. Right here. So Heenan goes for the punch. Really doesn't have much of an effect. And Albano goes on to work. Then he tags in Hillbilly again. And then Andre gets tagged in. And then Heenan manages to tag in Stud. And then this is where we get the end of the match. So Stud is caught in the corner. Bundy comes in. Andre gets Bundy with Stud. Starts doing the football tackle spot. Heenan comes in. He gets caught. Now Hillbilly Jim and Lou Albano are helping Andre. So this is over a thousand pounds when you put together Andre the Giant along with the muscle of Hillbilly Jim and whatever of Lou Albano. Like kind of thrusting into getting Andre, or, uh, Stud, Bundy, and Heenan. And then Heenan is with Lou. Actually, there's a triple. There's a spot where all three men bump into each other. Uh, so Stud rolls out. Bundy's tied up with Hillbilly Jim. Albano sends Heenan into Andre. Andre hits him with the boot, covers him. One, two, three. It's over. Andre, Hillbilly, and Captain Lou win the match. And that is the end of the videotape. But hold it right there, wrestling fans. Do not touch any buttons on your VCR because I have to tell you about the next three installments in the official World Wrestling Federation Coliseum video series. Starting off with the best of the WWF Volume 6 where we have advice for the lovelorn, Jesse the Body Ventura answers questions from the fans, and Hulk Hogan's toughest title defense to date against Randy Macho Man Savage. Then, an entire videotape devoted to one outstanding individual, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We'll see his martial arts in action along with his feud with his fellow Hawaiian, the magnificent Don Morocco. And finally, fans have written in the Coliseum video asking for this particular videotape and now they're going to get it. It is Grudge Match. Matches on this include Hulk Hogan against the Magnificent Morocco, Tito Santana against Greg Valentine in the Steel Cage for the Intercontinental title, and from the archives, Bruno Sammartino against Ivan Koloff, and Bruno Sammartino against Superstar Billy Graham with Gorilla Monsoon as the guest referee. So that's the best of the WWF Volume 6, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Grudge Match. Call your local video retailer and reserve your copies now. And if you have comments that you'd like to send, send mail to WWF Home Video Series, 430 West 54th Street, New York, New York, 10019. Okay. I have not seen this video in a very, very long time. This was a fun video to watch from really one of the great characters in the history of professional wrestling and Captain Lou Albano. And I really like this video. This is really the first video, if you think about it, where the main focus starts off as a heel 
and then transitions into a face. Goes from bad guy to good guy by the end of the videotape. Everything they put on here was spot on. It was wonderfully done. I loved the parts with him and Cindy Lauper. I loved the, the match where he's the referee. I loved him trying to defend himself for what he did to the Wild Zamones, causing him the tag titles. This is just a fun, fun tape to watch. Uh, if you are a fan of Captain Lou Albano, I definitely recommend you get this. Find it on eBay or Amazon, wherever. And if you want to learn more about Captain Lou Albano and the things that he did, then I would also recommend getting this tape as well. Well, next time around on Coliseum Corner, going to be the best of the WWF Volume 5, and it's going to include a very infamous moment in wrestling history. What is it? You'll have to tune in and find out next time. I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of Coliseum Corner, and until then, I am Bill Yankovi, and you've been listening to Coliseum Corner. Thank you, and have a good day, everybody.